Hi, welcome into Empty Your Q. Uh, my name is Dustin. And I'm Cameron. And today uh, we are talking about Netflix's The Old Guard, which Cameron just watched the other day. Yeah, yeah, based off a of Grug, uh, Greg Rucka um, comic book. It was a screenplay was written by Greg Rucka, um, really good comic book writer, uh, which is why I was surprised I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I guess the internet did. Have you read this comic? I actually have not. Okay. Yeah. So, so what is, what's the gist then? What is the old guard? The old guard is a group of ancient warriors that have progressively been saving the universe from cataclysmic events or associated cataclysmic events with certain things. Charlize Theron is like a thousand years old. <laughs> um, is it like you get like a Watchmen style opening where no, they're, they're subverting no, history and no, they're changing? No, not at okay. all. There's nothing all the cool stuff that you want to play with in the past is like little snippets here and there, but doesn't do anything cool with it. What's, what's like the biggest thing that they, so, uh, Oh, it's more of a, uh, so are we spoiling? Am I spoiling? Are you care if I spoil? Um, no, I, I don't care. Uh, we can put a spoiler tag on this. That's whatever we really want to get into. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, let's just fucking talk about the movie. But yeah. Um, (laughs) So, uh, well, so what it's about is this, like, they're like an elite squad. They're not a part of an affiliated with any government organization or like CIA or FBI, you know, any Mm -hmm. shit like that. They're just like this squad of ancient warriors that are immortal for a certain period of time. Like, okay. They can't die. They're bestowed this gift after they've been killed in some type of like form of battle or combat. Okay. Um, Will you say can't die for a certain amount of time? Is that like they, March through point, October? Or? At a certain point, their immortality, them dying. So the movie opens with them, with them all fucking dead. Like they got okay. bullets in their head. They're filled with, they're just riddled with bullets. Charlie Theron's narrating. She's like, you know, it's like one of those, let me tell you how I got here type things. And you think you're like starting at the ending, but you're really just starting at like the 15 minute mark of where you've been watching to. Okay. You get the story of how they ended up in this room, all getting killed and then coming back to life. So they get killed. They come back to life. They have an like a, not an infinite amount of times they can die and come back. Okay. But, and they heal too. Like they're like Wolverine. That it's funny that you say that because I read a review that said this is like if you made an X Men movie where every main character was Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Okay. Everybody has the regen, and they're you know they're. It's a cool aspect of it, but it also makes it feel like a video game. And I'll get to that later. Okay. Um. So just kind of exploring the thing. So this uh, soldier dies in in the field of like in Afghan no I think it's Kyrg- Kyrgyzstan or something like that either way this uh, army troop is going to take out this terrorist and they get him but didn't notice he had a knife and he slits this girl always throat. miss the knife yeah it's always, it's always the, the hidden knife um, slits the girl's throat uh, she dies, but she gets the calling of the old guard, effectively. So she becomes this eternal warrior. Okay. And her entire army troop, like, is terrified. Like, what is this freak? Get her out of here. Like, it's really, it's a really odd reaction to, like, your 
your colleague your colleague or like your brother essentially or like your sister it's because it's like a female troop okay or at least the three in the uh um in the company i don't know the technical terms for military shit uh in the company everything's a convoy it's as far as yeah okay yeah (laughs) it's three women in the convoy um but uh all the like all the army personnel that she's with is like she's she's totally alienated by so charlie's theron at the same time they get the they dream about the new ones essentially like the old guard this oh okay i think it is or five um team of five or six team of five and then they become six with the new girl uh i think her name's nile so they become the six underground uh yes yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, right um i think her name's nile i forget and uh Charlize Theron's name is Andy, but she's got some weird, like, Andromedus Uranus or some shit. I don't know. Some weird ancient name. Okay. Well, she's a thousand years old. So. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so, Jesus, I'm just all over the place on this. And this movie's a little bit all over the place. Well, yeah, because when I asked, you were like, all right, I'm going to watch Old Guard now. I asked you, like, maybe 30, 40 minutes later, I was like, how is it? And you are like, there's kind of nothing happening. Yeah. So, like, for 40 minutes, you're just getting little tidbits of their story but not a lot like it doesn't do a lot in the way of explaining why they're eternal or why they have these powers or anything of that nature it's just like Mm -hmm. they have these powers they run out at a certain point they have a new recruit and there's this villainous doctor after them that is trying to get their special genes so they can develop the cure for all disease and he wants them only to himself and this is fucking like I don't know which X Men comic this was ripped from, but I'm pretty sure it's a William Stryker storyline or uh, uh, what's uh, Bolivar Trask, Trask yeah. storyline somewhere in the uh, and, or or oh I'm sorry it's Mister Sinister it's it's actually, <laughs> okay yeah yeah it's the uh, it's more the Mister Sinister storyline of trying to but and it and it is for a pharmaceutical company. Uh, <laughs> even better um, trying to steal their gift and uh, you know solve this but he's like an evil little shit that the actor who plays this villain in this movie uh, is infuriating like, yeah you said he, that you were like this guy he is upsetting looking <laughs> like you know those people you see and you're just like oh fuck you like I you I don't know why you were made or created, but I know it was for me to punch you right in the face. Like you see someone on the streets or in life that looks like that. Actually, dude is one of those people. Funny enough, I think you've said that exact same thing to me. Uh, so. No, no, then we wouldn't be here. Yeah, right. Um, but no, you said punchable face is what. I, that's what you said. Punchable face. You said I had a punchable face. That was probably, probably. I was like, hi, I'm Dustin. And you're like, hi, I'm Cameron. I, you have a pretty punchable face. And that oh, was how I, no, I'm kidding. Back then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. But. <laughs> okay. So, so it's, I mean, it kind of drags its ass for 40 minutes. And then you get a really cool, like, breakout scene with Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Where she takes everyone out with a fucking sword and gun. Like, there's a lot of gun kata shit going on in this. Uh, Charlize Theron's really awesome. She really like, of course, kicks ass. Like, <laughs> Atomic Blonde wasn't that great of a movie, but she was good in it too. She like elevates it, and you're like, yeah. Okay. And that, but that's kind of the thing about this, and like getting to, um, 
I guess the praise this movie has been receiving, it, 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 I don't know. I feel like it's uh, a little unjust. Well, that's that's will. the thing I wanted to bring up because I looked up a couple things. So right now, this movie has got a seventy percent on Metacritic. Okay. It's got eighty-one on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. It's at a six point seven out of ten on IMDb, like the aggregate. Oh wow. Okay, so it's not. I don't really need to complain because it's kind of sitting at where it should be. And then Google users, ninety-five percent of Google users liked this movie. Yeah. So the big the big thing that I keep hearing about it is that it has uh, Kiki Lane and Charlize Theron in the two lead roles. What is Kiki Lane's character name? Uh, Niall Freeman. I knew it was Niall. Okay, because the every time you hear him say it, it's like nah. Nah, man. Nah. Anytime, nah. Who, anytime who says it? I could. Charlie Theron, any of the male actors. Okay. And anybody says her name, it's like, nah. Well, nah, this is. Nah. The, okay. It sounds like Naya most of the time. So I was like, uh, is it Niall? Is it Naya? I don't fucking know. And I'm too lazy to just go on IMDb and look it up. This is. Okay. This <laughs> is the thing that I think is getting it so much praise. Is It's directed by Gina Prince uh, Bithwood or Bythwood. I think it's Bithwood. Uh, but she directed Love and Basketball and The Secret Life of Bees and then this. And oh, so wow. yeah. That is <laughs> There's a movie in really between those called Beyond the Lights in 2014. Okay. So that's all right. All right. Okay. So even more. So another thing that this movie seems to do and that with a female director, a black female director, mm-hmm. um and a black female lead character and Charlie Theron being another lead character and pretty much everyone in the team seemingly being bisexual or gay. Uh, the movie and the story itself, coming from Greg Rucka in a weird way, um, kind of seems like someone running through a checklist of like, like progressive markers, essentially. Mm-hmm. Of like, I if I do these things, then people will like it no matter what. Because if they don't like it, they'll seem like hate mongers or something like that. And I, it's a really well directed movie. So I'm not going to shit on the director. Um, but I will shit on Greg Rucka because it's not that well written of a movie. It's very fucking corny, uh, very comic booky and very video game ish in the way it's storytelling is right down and it's pacing. Um, all the acting is really good. Uh, but what they're asked to do with the acting is what's, kind of the unfortunate thing and i think that comes from the writing primarily okay uh, and i guess that's and that's and i was looking for a way to put this to where i didn't sound shitty i guess you could say like i had an issue with them being all bisexual and gay or directed by a woman or having women lead characters especially a black female lead character in an action film i thought that was really cool but at the same time it felt like an old white dude kind of trying to pander Okay. what is in the current zeitgeist right now and knowing it's written by Greg Rucka is kind of what that is but with the director behind it it now feels because I didn't look into who the director is it just kind of like right I knew it was Greg Rucka writing and the writing and the way the story pace went and everything just kind of felt like a here are these things you have to like it now (laughs) So, and it was just, which that makes it kind of even funnier because you're like, well, the direction's really good. And the action sequences are getting some pretty, 
pretty strong reviews. There's and... one good action sequence. Okay. And that's the sword one with Charlize Theron. Okay. There is an ending action sequence that is, I think, lacking. I don't know if people like, uh, I don't know. Like it, I hate to say it because it feels like, again, I'm like, go watch this movie directed by a white dude starring a white dude. But John Wick 1, 2, and 3 does everything in this movie a lot better. Like, and I don't know. It's just. Mm -hmm. I just, (laughs) I don't know. So the one thing that I didn't like watching is I play a lot of video games. And at the end in the shootout, they're all fucking bullet sponges. So it's literally like watching the way someone would play a video. Because you know when you're a first-person shooter and you're just shooting everyone around you while you're getting shot? And they're all fucking dying, but you're just like, oh, I'm not dying. It's exactly like that. And it's just kind of like, okay, that's cool. Like, I I guess I get what I wanted to see in a way out of this um, with that. But it's at that point kind of wasted. Like the movie, when you're at the and you're just kind of like cool glad to get here like it's Mm -hmm. not something that takes you on a ride and you're like yeah it's just really poorly paced and i think that it suffers writing wise because of that okay because this this did uh, i was very popular over the weekend i think it's still like one of the top two or three movies on netflix yeah um they've already kind of talked about plans to try to do a sequel and yeah everything's got fucking plans to do a sequel. it doesn't matter like that Space Force is getting a second season, and that show was shit. So, I don't know. Who knows if they'll be able to film them anyways. But, like, I guess I would say, was there enough there from performances and oh. action and directing that you would like be like, oh, I'll check out a second one? I'd watch the second one. Mm-hmm. I just It just didn't... It wasn't... I'd watch the second one because it's free on Netflix, and I pay fourteen ninety nine a month for it. So, it's, it's there. Right. Like I, It's going to be there, yeah. That, but it's not like something I'm going to be clamoring for and I need. Like, okay. I again I didn't read the comic I didn't care about the comic and I am a kind of a, like I enjoy Greg Rucka's writing uh, he does really good crime writing and this was not crime writing this was like fantastical superhero shit so that's why I think it suffered from that I think if maybe it was like a different idea with the same cast with the same kind of um diversity if you will Mm -hmm. in the characters it'd be really cool because yeah that's not that's not the issue like seeing like the type of representation and seeing everything if i could get a john wick s type thing where it's a or even an not an extraction but like um or six underground if i could get (laughs) six underground not michael bay shit and where like it's a gay couple a seemingly bisexual woman who's like you know, kicking ass or whatever and fucks mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, one more gay dude, I guess, because you never really get a full explanation on what's going on with him, but he has some lover's quarrel thing. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so you're just, you're just saying like go full tilt on the action. Yeah. It just, it suffered from the, honestly, the like crux of it is what it suffered from mm-hmm. the eternal shit and all that. Like I didn't care about that. Maybe other people will get into it, but it was like, I'm just so burnt out on the superhero shit and all that. I would rather watch an old school style, like somehow this person is like, like, uh, like extraction, if you will, 
where Hemsworth, even though he fucking takes a bullet to the neck at the end of that, spoiler, sorry, takes a <laughs> bullet to the neck at the end of that thing and is pretty fucking dead, he still is like piling through like six or seven bullet wounds by the end of that movie. Like and just, like, he's like hit by a car. He's, he's hit, hit by yeah. a car. Like if it could just be the uh, this unstoppable adrenaline machine that's just kicking ass through a movie, I'd rather see that stuff now than like eternal, They're immortal. legendary immortal. Yeah. That tries to, da- and there's this whole thing about how Charlize Theron has always saved one person that saves the world throughout time. And yeah, there's this whole like savior factor going back to the Crusades, all the shit. It's okay. got, it tries to do all this mythology shit that like at that point I was like, I do not care. Like this is not fun or interesting. This dude who plays this super villain, like big pharma is the villain like literally big pharma this martin shkreli like the british version of martin shkreli the pharma bro guy who has hired like a personal army essentially to protect him for some reason even though he knows that they're all immortal or yeah no it's like because he's trying to capture them but he hired personal security anyways before okay this stuff yeah he's well if you got big pharma money you can do whatever you want really yeah yeah exactly so you walk around with like a personal militia um i mean i would if i could but yeah like if i could see the same kind of concepts just not the fantastical element Mm -hmm. because like i had no problem with any of the characters or anything like that i just feel like there was this focus on Charlize theron's character and she wasn't the most interesting of the group okay and i did not care about her hero like it wasn't just because it was Charlize Theron. It didn't make me want to go, Oh, this legendary warrior, like <laughs> nothing about it. Her character was interesting. Okay. Except like it sets it up for a sequel in the end. Oh, where gotcha. okay. she tells this story about it was her and her, it, it seemed it alludes to her lover effectively mm-hmm. back in the day. And her and this woman were like, Joan of Arcs of their time essentially is they kind of have that vibe. Okay. But then the, the ruling class turns on them and tries to kill them and realize they won't die because they hang them for heresy, you know, of course. And they're just like fucking dangling there for hours. (laughs) And, and Charlize Theron is describing this. And then finally they're like, they're chained up in a dungeon and, you know, until they figure out what to do with them. And, basically the church and the townspeople are like, well, they're too powerful together. So we're going to take one of them, put him in an iron maiden and throw him at the bottom of the fucking ocean, tie it up, call it a day. They won't be powerful anymore. That's not how it worked. Like their powers weren't based on each other. Mm-hmm. It wasn't some wonder twins shit. Like, I, so, you know, she tells the story about loss and how she's always been searching for this because she never knew where they dumped her. Mm-hmm. So she's always been searching and searching and searching. And then at the end of the movie, the dude who's a part of their team that betrays the team to the pharma bro because fucking reasons, essentially. I don't know. Um, he doesn't even really know. He like goes back. He's like, oh, I fucked up. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you sold yourself out and your friends to the fucking guy who's been searching for you. Like, right. What yeah. did you think was going to happen? How did, what did you see coming here? Yeah. Like, you guys had the upper hand. 
you were doing well in this mission and then you're like, ah, oh, just fuck, fucking sell them out. Actually. And it's like, okay, cool, great. You just fucked everything up. And um, I lost track of what I was talking about there. That guy who betrays him is like, at the end, she's oh, telling the story he's, about Lost. he's drunk and he's coming home and he opens up his apartment and there's the girl from the box. She's like, it's been a long time. Huh. She's just fucking there. Charlize Theron's partner. So I don't know if it's selling, setting it up as like she's a bad guy or a good guy, but she's there, and that's why there'd be a sequel. Interesting. Okay. Now you got the, yeah, it's just there's a lot of like attempt at world building because they're trying to get more movies out of it, mm-hmm. and I'm really fucking tired of that in movies because it's like, can't you just make? Can I just get one good movie? Right. Do I have to have a trilogy? Do I even have to have two movies? Well, you know the answer to that. Just give me one good fucking action movie. There's like, always a trilogy. I know. There Now there is. But it's I like, didn't expect uh, John Wick to have four movies, but here we are with a fourth one coming next year. Not that I'm complaining. Yeah. No, I know. It didn't need four movies. And, and that gets... Because it's not like... Like Terminator 1 and 2 justify themselves and how good they are. Mm-hmm. But it's not like... Jean-Claude Van Damme was making Lionheart and Lionheart 2 or setting up a sudden death franchise. That's fair. Or like actually Stallone, everything was a fucking franchise. To be fair. I'll just leave that one alone. I would have watched a sudden death franchise. I'd watch a last action hero franchise. (laughs) Just various different kids getting tickets coming into so many magic tickets. Dude, if I could get a remake of last action hero, I'd be okay with it. Would that. you still be like Arnold? No. That's a Hemsworth one. Really? More yeah. than The Rock? Yeah. Because I could see The Rock doing it. I find Hemsworth funnier than The Rock. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that could open Hemsworth a whole... Hemsworth plays lovable action idiot better than anyone <laughs> going right now. I feel like that could launch us into a whole separate conversation. So I guess we'll just it's like let's him put, and Kevin Hart. Let's put, let's put a bow on this this old guard combo and save that other one for um, another time. So yeah, I do. I recommend it because I know that's probably going to be your next question. Yeah, I say watch it. As I said, you pay monthly for this fucking thing, Netflix. Watch whatever you fucking can on it, and especially since they're just dumping all their like it's just everything's their original entertainment on there now. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Just just watch it. Like that's what it's there for. In like it sounds like yeah, like enjoy the parts that are that are good. Try to yeah. know what you're getting into as far as like expectation wise. If you want dumbass comic book lore that I and this is coming from someone who has six long boxes full of fucking comics. Yeah, no one loves and, dumb lore quite as much as you. And fucking <laughs> graphic novels to boot. Like I I love comics and I love that world building shit, but I don't know. I just this wasn't doing it for me. Okay. Paper Girls movie. That's what I want to see. Well, <laughs> well uh, if you want to just make random ass comic books into movies, give me a Paper Girls movie. We will uh, get out of here. So awesome. On that note. Paper Girls is Stranger Things, but better. Thank you guys for listening. Like a thousand times better. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. And it reads more like Paper Girls. At Heifabrew. Uh, Heifabrew.com is the website. And we will be back. Thank you guys. Bye.